Okay, welcome to episode 29 of the MUFC podcast. Possibly the most depressing podcast you've listened to coming up. Now, before we get on to the absolute shambles that United is, we'll try and start on a positive. We'll cast our minds back to Europa League. We'll get that over and done with very quick. Podcast player of the year. Let's go. Get over and done with Larry. You're on the clock. Mate. So we're saying our 3 2 ones? Yeah, against Astana. Yeah, so for me it was Fred number three. Number three. Fred with three points. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely. I wouldn't say class above everyone, but he was. He controlled he, the yeah, midfield. He, he set the tempo. All our criticisms of midfield is we need creativity and we need a tempo, and those are the two things that Fred brought. So power to him. I don't think anything happens in that game without him in the midfield. Uh, two I gave to Greenwood. Um, actually, didn't think he had the best game, but purely for the reasons of he did the most important thing yeah. in a football match. He put the ball in the back of the net. His first senior goal for United. And did you see the, the mirror video where they put the video next to him at Van Persie's goal against Western? Exactly. Lazy, exactly. though. Oh, it's exactly the same. Do you think same they're technique. similar players? I actually don't. No, no, at all. Ex- identical technique. Not, running not, technique, not, yeah. Not, not the same player, but in terms of body language and everything, identical. Unbelievable. Similar running style. Yeah. I think Greenwood's deceptively quick, but oh, yeah. just oh. to the eye, he doesn't look... He looks like he's kind of strolling. Well, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have the power behind his running. He's quick, but he doesn't have that physical power. Yeah, like which, a Ronaldo who yeah. just, like, head down yeah. straight. Uh, I think that'll come. Um, and I think we all agreed on this, and number one was Angel Gomez. Yeah. Um, I thought it... All the chances or half chances that we created was through Gomez. And you'd like to hopefully see him get some more opportunity, hopefully in the Premier League. Um, we'll, talking about the Premier League, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, I thought Gomez showed some promising signs. Okay, well that's two minutes down. We might as well get into why everyone's downloaded the podcast, West Ham. First thing, was it worse than West Ham last year? No doubt. Yeah. Um, because last year, you're looking at the team and you're saying... This team's better than West Ham, but you're just not performing. If you look at this year's occasion, it's... I can't fault the effort of the players. They're all clearly trying hard. Mark Noble looked the most accomplished midfielder on the pitch. How sad is that? Oh, yeah, really. I know it's sad. Well, I'll disagree because Matic is the most accomplished midfielder on the pitch. <laughs> but, his, but if you're talking who's the best central midfielder on the pitch, yeah, it's Noble. And how terrifying is that? That's how bad our midfield is. If you look at West Ham, okay? Take the game out of the equation. West Ham. How high should that team finish? Tell me they're higher than 10th. Yeah, I think that's, it's not a good that's side. what they should be aiming for. But well, we, we give West Ham the highlight of their season every year. Every single season, their highlight is us. Something to do with us. Second. What is it with United inversing teams that start with a W? Wolves. Okay. Can't remember the last time. We beat them in 2010, I think. West Ham were struggling but the team that went out there just you know what it was it was two sides who were equally matched both had their chances they took theirs and we didn't take ours and once Rashford went off you just even, knew. even with Rashford on well, there was no and this isn't anything to do with Rashford this was in terms of getting the ball to Rashford well, once we won possession wherever we won possession if everything United were going to create a chance? Yeah, but in the second half, you saw that there was an, definitely an improvement. Rashford was making runs that were starting to stretch the defence. And what I thought we did wrong in the first half, Rashford was stretching the defence the whole game, but then Mata needed to occupy the space a little bit further. Because when you're stretching the defence, there was still just, from a United perspective, no one occupying the space that Rashford's making. 
and we just just there's no engine in the midfield Matic was terrible terrible yeah well I've been calling for Matic no, not calling for him but I've been understanding the reason is sort of selective the last couple of weeks but he didn't do himself any favours there I thought he was lazy, awful. lazy on the ball when he did do something with the ball it was almost the wrong decision it was I'm not looking for him for creativity do you think the option was there to play forward play matter into space or play Rashford into space but he was finding Ashley Young and then Ashley Young was doing what Ashley Young does and it was just a game where it was like under Ferguson if you played bad you think okay we can get the ball you never know we can create a chance something can happen under Van Hal, it was boring but there's some type of structure this was just a game where the ball went to someone or they're just going to kick it to someone for the sake of them being open. There was no plan behind anything that anyone did. No, Tom, we had a game plan. It was give it to someone fast and hopefully they'll create something. Daniel James is the player we rely on the most. He's 21 years of age and he's come from the championship. That's absolutely embarrassing and it's unacceptable. I'm not going to say the coach is solely to blame for this, but now you, you know what? Like we all said, good on... Good on Solskjaer for getting rid of the deadwood. Do you still think it was the right decision to let go of Lukaku and Sanchez? Because Rashford went off and there was nothing to bring on up front. I think there was that stat saying, I forget how long, let's say post Fergie, United spent £800 million. I forget exactly what it was, but say that's the case. They said, up six years, £800 million spent. United finished the game with Jesse Lingard up front away at West Ham. And look, I'm a fan of Jesse Lingard, but that is, that is a sad sign. He's not a striker. We, we don't have a striker now. Marcus Rashford is injured. Mason Greenwood potentially won't play against Rochelle Marshall. He's sick. Plus, he's 17 years old. He probably shouldn't be playing. Martial, I haven't heard anything from him. Uh, yeah, so Martial, Solskjaer said he will oh, be fit for Arsenal. Okay, should be back, hopefully. So he, I assume he goes straight into number nine position. But no, tell Yeah, only case in Lukaku and Sanchez getting rid of them. Again, I'll go back to individually, those bits of business were right individually, but when you put everything together, yeah, you should have kept one. And I don't think that Solskjaer, I think Solskjaer did the right thing, but the right thing under the impression or under the notion that he was going to get a replacement. The board obviously didn't get that replacement for him. You don't replace the television at home without getting a new one. So why would you do it with a centre forward? Uh, They're the most important player on the pitch, Tom. There's no one there to put the goals in the back of the net. I'm not sure if it's this season or if it links back to last season, but we're not even averaging a goal a game. And we haven't scored two since Chelsea in a game. Well, no, no, that's 100% right, but it's not about the goals. It's about the chance creation. We've created two chances from memory for me. There was the matter chance, which he was outstretched. Maybe should have scored, but players miss those chances sometimes. Um, good cross by, I think it was Pereira. And there was a chance that fell to Harry Maguire. Okay, so if you're creating two chances a game, you can't expect to score a goal. You need, you need to be creating four or five chances per goal. I mean, that were the more obvious chances. I think we had but other we, opportunities. We, yeah, there's opportunities, but no chance. We didn't create a chance. Oh, mate, we, we need both. You know, there has to be but investment. The chance, the chance has to come before the goal. No, I, look, I definitely agree with you there. Um, look, our midfield's rudderless. <laughs> it is. We have numbers there, but there's no one there of substantial quality. I thought Fred, when he came on, well, he created two chances. He gave the ball away a little bit, but we expect that with Fred. To, to create chances, look, look at the best players in the league in terms of, in terms of that attribute. You look at David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. They give the ball away more than anyone. 
but it create more than anyone because that's the price you pay for creation. You're yeah. going to lose the ball. So, yeah, Pogba. Probably our most frustrating player at times. I can understand everyone's frustration with him. But that game, I wouldn't say called out for Pogba, but you called out for that quality. Because, as I said, as I said before, Mark Noble was the best player on the pitch. I don't think we lose that game if Pogba's on the pitch. Yeah, well, we're, yeah, exactly. Because you're going to be on the front foot trying to make something happen, making West Ham defend. West Ham defenders, so they had to deal with Rashford running in to space, but no ball coming in behind to actually defend. So the defenders had nothing to do for West Ham. Let me ask you this question. We all agree that the squad's not good enough. In the short term, this squad's actually weaker than last season, but I understand it's a bit of short-term pain for long-term gain. You can't move on until the dead weight is gone. Let me ask you this, though. Is Solskjaer's tactics correct, and is he taking or making the most out of this current squad? See, I was uh, I thought, thought about this a little bit. Whatever the manager, even Ferguson in his prime old question, some decisions, I'd say, oh, you should play this play, you should play that play. I thought that substitution was wrong, etc. So you always want to have that. Liverpool fans have with Klopp, they say, oh, I wouldn't have played him, I would have played him. That, that happens. So there are decisions with Solskjaer, I get the frustration, I disagree with. There's players I wouldn't be playing, I would play a different system, etc. And yes, he can get more out of it, but he was getting more out of them when he first came in. So he has that in his locker to be able to do that. The players do have to take responsibility. But the way I look at it, and something that hit home for me, I was watching, or I wasn't watching, but saw on YouTube all the clips that started to come out of Mourinho, Roy Keane, Graeme Souness in the Sky Studio. And there you see one of the greatest managers, whatever we think of him, one of the greatest managers of the generation, Jose Mourinho, was sitting in a studio analysing Man United, a team he ultimately failed with, and he's there analysing how bad they are. Well, if Jose Mourinho couldn't get the best out of them, why are we expecting Solskjaer to? I, I take your point, Tom, but we can't we can't be looking at it like that because when you appoint a manager, you're appointing the manager with the view of he's going to be successful. Exactly, but you have to. But when you look at, let's say, who's an available manager now? Um, say Solskjaer, Allegri. Allegri. Okay, Solskjaer gets sacked. We're bringing Allegri. Is Allegri going to do any better? Because Jose Mourinho didn't. So you can't expect Allegri to do any better. Well, no. we would hope, and you have almost this false hope that we have, but you can't expect it. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm just asking the question because if I look at how we played in the first half, there was almost no attempt to get forward. But then in the second half, you saw a lot more players pushing into the box. Now, was that instruction from the get-go to be, let's be a bit more preservative? Because you might not have the players, but unless you score goals, you're not going to win football games. So the only way... A cross is useless if there's one striker in the box. Rashford was isolated that first half. Second half, the first time we had an opportunity, I think it was Pereira, for the Mata opportunity. There was, there was three, four players in the box. I think Wan-Bissaka had one of his better games going forward, I thought. I thought okay, was, so, he yeah, he did. But, why aren't we playing that way from the get-go? You could say, if we're playing like that from the start, maybe West Ham don't get that initial goal. We're putting too much pressure on our defence. You know, like, I don't care if you have Van Dijk, Varane... Sergio Ramos in a three-man defence and pull Maldini out of retirement. You can have the best defence in the world. If they have to constantly keep defending against chances, the probability of a goal going in the back of the net is going to increase. Our defence is put under way too much pressure. And Ashley Young cannot be picked in this football team. Put a cone at left-back if you have to. That's what we get. You're not going to get any disagreement on Ashley Young from me. But in terms of the defence being put under pressure... That comes down to the quality of the footballer. 
in, in terms of we're losing the ball in certain positions or we're losing the ball in certain parts of the pitch, that is what's putting the defence under pressure. That is, is that Solskjaer's problem? That is the lack of quality which is hurting us. For me, the players that are playing in the midfield at the moment, you're better off giving James Garner an opportunity than persisting with Matic. Is Matic going to be in this team in 12 months' time? Because exactly, if he is, there's a real exactly, problem. Exactly, but we sit here, and, and I agree, I'd love to see James Garner over Matic now. But then I saw, I saw a post on the Sydney Facebook page, yeah, which was good, saying, um, remember at the start of the season, we all said this is going to be a long season, and now this long season sort of, sort of coming to fruition. Now everyone's losing their heads. But at the start of the season, we all said, well, this is going to happen. We're going to have to accept it. But we don't accept it now. So, so let's say we play James Garner. Are we going to accept finishing 11th, which very well could happen if we play the kids? Are we going to actually accept that? Well, we're not going to know what's going to happen until he it, gets an opportunity. It would be very likely if our established professionals are going to finish 6, 7, 8. There is a very good chance that a team of kids was going to finish in the bottom half of the table. And look, we can sit here and take the high ground yeah. and say that's the right thing to do. But I, don't, I can't see it sort of coming out like that. I can't see the fans accepting it. Tom, to quote yourself, football makes hypocrites out of all of us. And now that the pressure is being applied, now for me, I'm not saying, I'm not calling for Solskjaer's head. No. Because to your point, I think you can put Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, and Jose Mourinho as the assistant, and they would all fail. Well, the more I see things like that, and we're going to get into the club, the board, and Woodward plays, etc., in a little bit, but the more results go like this, I find myself more Oli in than Oli out. I've sort of fallen deeper and deeper for him. Like, because I can see what he's up against. I can see why Mourinho failed, how Mourinho failed. I mean, well, Solskjaer is literally managing with his hands tied behind his back. So, look, people are Oli out. I just can't... You have to... What's our goal as a club this year? Or not this year, the next five years, what's the goal of the club? We don't know, but what's a rough... Look, no doubt, I think... It's not to win the league over the next five years. From where we are... No, it has to be. No, no, in our minds it is. But realistically, what's the goal? Look, I disagree with you, right? I think if you ask... For me, it has to get back into a title challenging team. It has consistently finished in the top four. So we can't expect out... That's the the role of manager. That's the job of the manager now, to get us consistently in the top four. Yeah, so right now it is. The goal, we have to get back into the Champions League. Yeah, so we can't be looking at Solskjaer as... Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp going for a title because we're not a title winning team now Solskjaer has a different job description than, than the best clubs or, or the clubs of the nah, top man, now. I can't agree with that because he's not the best manager because he doesn't have the wins or the record to, to back him up yet but when you're a manager of this club then your responsibility is to achieve the objectives if you become CEO of a company tomorrow, do you think they're going to say to you, oh, look, mate, you're a new CEO, so our goals are less? Yeah, but would they hire me as CEO? It doesn't matter. Once you're put into a position, you have to perform to, to the role of that. You have to perform to the what's, what's required of you. And we have to get into the Champions League. Now, I say that, while I say that, I'm going to make a hypocrite of myself. Because if we don't, and I've said this the whole way through, if we don't finish in the top four, but there's a progression, there's a plan, then you accept it. Now, I can see what he's trying to do, but he has to, it has to start in January. There has to be players brought into this team. A midfielder is a must, and a centre forward is a must. It doesn't Look, for me, I think Martial can do it. But we have between now and January to find out. 
you'd like to see. Just we need another option in there. Slatan jokingly said, "I'm available." Yeah, Would yeah, it be the you, worst you need thing? Someone, even on a free, well, a lot of the frees did sort of get snapped up over the those last couple of weeks. The transfer window, but I agree. In January, the striker has to be brought in now. You look at who was the was Lorente scored against Liverpool the other day in the Champions League. He was that one going on a free, and he popped and up. And we weren't even in the conversation. And look, at the time, we'll say, oh, no, we could do better than Lorente, but you do look at it now, and it would have made a lot of sense. Now, we could go on about that game forever. We could dissect it. We'll try and finish on a positive. Can we give podcast Player of the Year points in that game? Wambasaka has to be a three for me. Wambasaka's definitely a three. He did nothing wrong with oh, I thought, I thought, his, I thought it was his best game going forward. Yeah. Um, in a game where we scored no goals. Okay, so um, we'll go one Bissaka, three points. Number, or two points. God. Daniel James? I thought it was really poor. Do you see that cross that that's what I'm saying. went into Rosette? That's what on the right side, and that's on his right foot to whip that ball, not, not his left foot. No, mate, that's just, you need to work on your own product, because it's shit. <laughs> so no two points for James? Two and one become redundant for me, I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, we can't just give points for the purpose of giving points. Like there is, truthfully, there is no one in that team who deserves a two and a one. Okay, no fair play to Wambisaka. Takes all three points this week, rightly so. I think uh, yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. We're that's... not, we're not being harsh. There yeah. is, truthfully, there is. You can't reward mediocrity. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, well, it would be generous saying that was mediocrity. It was beyond. It was, it was turd. Far worse than that. Uh, well, we've sort of touched on Solskjaer there. We'll go on to. The club. There was a whole footage of Ed Woodward and Phil Jones, and uh, all the lip reading experts had come out and sort of had their say on what Phil Jones said. But we'll sort of change the discussion point now from Solskjaer to above him, to where I think everyone agrees the real problem does lie. Um, did you see the statement the club came out with the other day from a, a type of fans forum ahead of the shareholders? Yeah, um, I've got it. I've got it here. Um, oh, you got it. Beautiful. I mean, we can take out the key points. Um, everyone at the club, from the owners down, is focused on competing for and winning trophies at the highest level. We do To do that, we have invested heavily in the playing squad and we'll continue to do so. I'm just going to move on to uh, the, the, final, the final part of this quote. It is worth noting that we are not looking at or buying players based on their commercial appeal. We agree that recruitment is critical, we are committed to getting this right and there has been a huge investment in this area to put our recruitment department into the position to deliver the manager the players he wants. I don't know if I buy a single word of that. Well, no, it's just a bit, it's a, just the... It's a beautiful it's, speech. It's a club spin on it. It's, it's not, I wouldn't say, well, I guess it is still P's fans. It's to try and, and I don't think anyone, anyone does buy it, but it is simply them coming out trying to say the right things, even though you can see straight through it. We have invested heavily in the squad and will continue to do so. Are we looking at net spend? Because if we're looking at net spend, the last two seasons... Well, as I said before, that statement, it can't be true. You cannot say we've invested heavily and the end huh. result is Jesse Lingard playing up front when you need a goal. That, that is the proof that there has been no investment. Look, you can look at it purely from a monetary point of view and say we spent 150-odd last, last summer, but you've got to look at what went out. It was 70 million net. Same thing as last season, around 70 million spent. It's not enough. This is a team that's not good enough. If you're, if you're Pep Guardiola and you've got that Manchester City squad and you've got world-class players, two for every position, sure, spend, spend two pence. 
but the quality is not there. You need to invest in the squad. I don't like I said. You can put Pep Guardiola in charge of this team. He will not finish in the top four. No one's a miracle worker here. The squad's not good enough. Now that statement, the, the most appeasing piece piece I can take from it is we will continue to invest in the squad. Well, yeah, you better hope so, because if we don't, we're in serious trouble. Well, yeah, there's no doubt we're. Well, I think we're already in serious trouble. Now, post-match after the West Ham, this is in relation to the board, which I do not have a clue how to take this. But obviously everyone does have Twitter and Instagram. Patrice Everett came out, who is currently is at the club doing his coaching badges, so I don't know what part this plays in everything. But right after full-time, Everett posted a photo of himself kissing the badge, saying, I think it's time to get our hands dirty. Man United board, are you ready to let us help you guys? What on earth does he mean? Is there something in this? Is there? Is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Is he? I just think he's legitimate. Are think... legitimate in what? Is he angling for a job? Is he? I think it's fifty-fifty. One, he he wants to help the club because he loves the club, and he's the last week or two weeks that he's been doing his coaching badges. He's come out and said all the right things and praised the club. He, he might have wrote the statement for the club. <laughs> <laughs> it was very positive. <laughs> it just needed to end with "I love this game." Yeah. Um, on the other side, I think he's kind of feeling the fire and just trying to get everyone to say, yeah, Patrice Evra, he can help us out. He was offered the director's a football job. If you, if you believe all the reports out, he was definitely spoken to about that role. Now, is he referring back to that? Would he go on to the coaching staff? I don't know. Um, look, I'm all for feel-good factors and getting players in who love the club. And, but like we've said, this isn't, this isn't a fan club. It, it's a... It's a business that you need to get top football people. We've been, you know what that you know what that statement missed. You know the director of football will promise that uh, eighteen yeah. months ago. Yeah. Still waiting. Who's on the short list? Is there even a short list? Well, I think it's almost uh, Mickey so Mouse is going to get almost like a flavour of the month. Well, two weeks ago, we'll say, "Oh, this is good. We're going to have Vendessa." And now, after a loss, you think as bad as it, feels, it sort of plays on the fans' emotion. Everett comes out and says, "Oh, we'll have Everett." And two weeks ago, I was saying, well, we don't need people like Everett. We need a person like Van Sar who has that background. But now, after a loss, when you're emotional, we think, oh, Everett could do a good job. He'll bring the passion back. And it's just, no. it's an never-ending circus. Got to be sensible. Could he add something to the United team as a whole? Yeah, I think he could. But for me, he's not a director of football. He's not the solution there. Uh, and I, to be honest, I don't see how he adds value to what our issue is at the moment. Our issue is recruitment and our issue is player quality. So what, what do you think, if, if he's there, and look, Ed Woodward's not on Twitter and Patrice never has it sort of, I'd say, tagged Ed Woodward in the post, but do you think there is any, and it's, it's hard, no, you know, only the bottom line will ever affect the Blazers, but do you think pressure from someone like Evra, who does look like he has somewhat of a relationship with Woodward, that type of pressure sort of almost saying calling him out on Twitter and Instagram will have an impact on Woodward do you think Woodward will sort of take note of that or it's man I'm telling you I have a feeling that Woodward's got one of those fake trolling accounts know, you know I'll, those I'll, ones I'm sure he'd be all over it he's pro- Ed Woodward's probably one of those slagging off Rashford <laughs> in the comments with the with no profile picture but um, he's well aware and I'm sure he's aware of Patrice's comments they'd have a social media person who oh, monitors yeah. everything Look, like I said, Ever has his place. I'm sure he could add something. In terms of, especially in the, if you look at the dressing room, in terms of morale, just someone experienced who can just be a, be someone for the players to bounce off. It's, it's a young squad, you know? But, like I said, he's not, he's not the solution to all our problems, put it that way. 
no, it's hard. Well, when it first came out, like, I saw the post and you sort of get that, I would say there was no good feeling after the match, but it was something to sort of cling a little bit of hope to because there was no hope on the pitch. But when you sort of do digest it over a couple of days, yeah, you think, okay, that's fantastic, Patrice, and I'd definitely welcome him, but... I'd love to work for the club. I'm not the best person for the job. All right, Tom. January transfer window. We both agree we need players. Let's say you can get two players in. Who do you get in? And No, you know what? No, let's say one player. You can bring in one player. Because it's the January transfer window, let's be honest. And I don't really trust this board to get all the business done. If you could bring in one player to improve this team, who do you bring in and why? Well, that's on the spot, so I don't have my shortlist in front of me. I would say it would have to be a striker. I don't know which striker's... Are available. I would say it has to be struggle. I don't know who. Someone. Someone who lives, breathes, and shits goals. Because um, yeah, when you sort of break down Rashford's performance, he isn't a striker. Well, we, we can hope he, we, the club can give him a big contract to put faith in him. He's not a centre forward. He's, he's going to score on a good season. He might score 20 goals. Okay. But as I said, what we need, what we need to to move forward is guaranteed 25, 30 goals, not hopefully 20. Um, Rush will have a great future, but playing wide, playing off the striker, playing five games a season up front, not being the main man. And we debated that over the last couple of weeks, or the last couple of months, but it just, yeah, it just come to fruition now that he's not, oh, it's not good enough, but he's not good enough for a number nine. No. Um, I'd love to see like a Ben Yetta. Yeah, well, um, he was linked during the window, there was Dybala, there was obviously the free transfers of Lorente and one or two people like that but they got snapped up now so yeah. you'd almost like to see us bring in a bigger body striker just to give us yeah. that point of difference because the Rob- thing Rob- with Lukaku. someone who can control the ball without it hitting Rosette um, just someone who can hold up the ball and offer something a bit different because what Rashford does have and what James has and Martial they all got pace yeah. they can all get in behind so if you had someone who could hold the ball up in between the midfield and the defence and free them up it would be great um yeah, no, it has to be a striker for me. Um, uh, you don't know, who knows what is going to happen, but it sounds like there might be a future for Paul Pogba now, believe it or not, the club. Well, maybe future is the wrong word, but it looks like he could be staying. Yeah. Um, look, while I agree with you, I could make a case for just getting a creative midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pull James Madison out of Leicester? See, yeah, yeah no, obviously, and I think he is a definite target, but I, think, I think if we look at Harry Maguire, was 80 million. I think... Now, if you get James Madison, I'm not having a laugh. I think he costs 110, 120 million. Uh, oh, I don't think so, but only because. I, I think if if, if Wester said Harry Maguire's worth 80, can, can you get James Maguire for less? Than, uh, no, I'm sorry, not less, but I think James you could Madison. get him around the same region, 80 to 85. Yeah. I, I don't think. No, he's not. Oh no, they, obviously there would come a time where Leicester, when that money's on the table, they are going to accept it. But yeah. I can't see him going for less than 100. Pay the man. Yeah, which is scary, but yeah. Made six hundred and I think it was six hundred and thirty million pounds in profits. Okay, cool. I'll spare one sixth of that to get James Madison. Um, Anything else on the absolute shambles that we find ourselves in before we try and move on to what could be a positive next week? Yeah. Can we just two highlights? Highlights. Highlights. Yeah. Two things made me laugh on the weekend, believe it or not. Uh, Roy Keane slagging off Carragher. Oh, um, that was brilliant. Oh, look at Liverpool. They sign Suarez <laughs> with his terrible Scouse accent. Yeah, but you got close to winning a title. You didn't win a title. Yeah. <laughs> and Carragher's face. Oh. 
priceless. And, and look, Carrie got actually made a decent point. He, he wasn't talking about the title. And Roy Keane sort of alluded to that after Carrie sort of bit back and said, well, no, yeah, you're right. But Roy Keane was also right. You can say a lot of these things about, you know, what, what you should do, what can happen. But at the end of the day, trophies matter. Roy Keane was saying, okay, that was great what Liverpool did. It meant nothing. Okay. <laughs> it was brilliant. It meant absolutely nothing. was being sensible too. Yeah. And Roy Keane was having none of it. No, you didn't win a title. And yeah. you're still waiting to win a title. Yeah. Second highlight. The boredom of the internet. But how brilliant is the internet? Phil Jones apparently quotes, you get ah. sucked in the morning. And Woodward turns around. The CEO, right? Yeah. Turns around to the player and says, we're on camera. Stop. I couldn't believe... Oh, look, <laughs> that's I, not... Yeah, that's obviously not what happened. Yeah, yeah no, obviously. But he... Yeah, they had lip reading experts come in, dissect everything. He was in direct eye contact with the lady sat next to Phil Jones. I don't understand. I can understand maybe one or two rivals hopping on and hoping it was real. Maybe even yeah. to the United fans hoping it was legitimate, but people were taking it serious. How? You're a teacher, right? Can you imagine you're at a staff, all staff meeting, the principal's talking at the front, <laughs> and you're, you're sitting behind the deputy saying, exactly sacked in the morning? morning. <laughs> Can you imagine? Is the deputy going to turn around and say to you, oh, Students around, stop. Should, <laughs> Hilarious. Should, should give it a go next next Wednesday. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, Tom won't have a job next week. Now, I thought we we're, we're off shot. We're back onto my future, are we? Yeah. <laughs> um, Rochdale this week. League Cup. Do you know anything about Rochdale? I don't. I don't know. Well, I, I looked at the under-23s game uh, this morning, our time, and all the players that we do want to be involved weren't playing. So, Chong, Gomez, Garner, Greenwood, but also Ethan Laird and Brandon Williams were playing. So, obviously, Solskjaer's not going to start eight youth players, but hopefully a lot of them are involved. Uh, as I said, the Europa League game, Gomez, Greenwood and Chong all started. So This is a really big opportunity for those full-backs. If Excuse Ashley Young plays, I'm not watching that's a lie, you'll I'm, be watching. No, I'm going back to bed. Oh, a long, long, long day Thursday. It's a it's an opportunity for those two. Probably more Brandon Williams, because Ethan Ladd's he's purely a right back, to be fair. But it's an opportunity for both of them now to say to Solskjaer, choose me instead of Young. Because I'm sorry, mate. Like, And you know what? I've, I've gotten to the point where I feel bad for coming on here and slagging him off. But he's He's terrible. He's useless. He actually oh, adds I, I, nothing. I thought, I thought out of all the criticism against West Ham, for me, Young was the worst. And he may not look the worst, but I just thought... Is that fault for both goals? Uh, yeah, not only that, but I just thought the problems he caused, and little things, things you wouldn't take notice, like him putting the ball out into touch. Well, that gives West Ham the ball. Okay, it might not look like that. The play stops, the camera goes to someone else, so you sort of switch off. But him kicking the ball out gives West Ham the ball. With no um, pressure on him. Oh, no pressure. It's... Unbelievable. So, I think this is a chance where Oli has almost the, I'd say, the, the guaranteed fixtures in the Europa League to play the youth. Yeah. Which, look, look he's got to have harder games than Astana at home. He's got to go away to Belgrade, away in Holland, and away at Astana will be difficult in terms of the travel. But I think he will predominantly use at, at least three or four youth players per game in the Europa. I think this is a chance where he almost ha- he could double it. He could say effort. I'll use five or six years players in this game and see what happens. I'll, I'll give the fans something. The fans can't blame me for, for this one. That I, I have to get ticks in the box this time. Are you asked how far we go in the League Cup? Because I, I like the League Cup, personally. I, I, I like the chance to win a trophy at Wembley in February. 
I'm all for can, winning can, can, trophies. Because other clubs, Liverpool won't take it seriously, City won't take it seriously, and even if they don't, this probably still got a strong enough team to be there. But it's a chance for Liverpool when Mourinho came in that first season. He, he was the only manager who took it seriously. We beat City in the I think first round of the League Cup that season. If you take it serious, you can. You, obviously, you're not going to guarantee a trophy, but you can always guarantee a semi-final once you're there. Yeah, it's a trophy, and, and I think that's a position Solskjaer could almost a leaf he could take from Mourinho's book. Say, well, hang on, as bad as things can get, I might have a chance of winning a trophy here, okay, and I might finish seventh, eighth, ninth in the league. But hey, this is a bit of silverware. Look, I do agree with you in principle, but in saying that, especially in these early rounds, you'd like to early stages like play the kids. You know what I mean? And if we cop a loss, so be it. I think even with the kids, I, I think they played Rochdale a couple of months ago in my, what do they call it, one of the league trophies or whatever, where we entered under-23s team. Or it might have been Something last year. Paint? Yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think at the end of, end of last season we played Rochdale, I think, and a 23s team beat them. Like this year we played Rotherham, and our under-23s team beat them. So, um, yeah, ideally we play with the quite a young team and get the result and I assume we'll probably be away at City or away at Liverpool in the next round but the big game after that a week from now pretty much Arsenal at Old Trafford we've talked about Solskjaer being under a bit of pressure if we lose at home to Arsenal look we're not calling for his head but he will be under significant significant pressure we won't call for his head but if I look at Arsenal's there's, there's, there's team... There's a chance that game could go horribly wrong. There's a chance Arsenal could click. If you look at their team against ours, I don't think they're oh, any oh, better. No, definitely not, but they can create... Ch- I think both what they do have is goals. Yeah. They have goals in their side. That's what I mean. And we might not have goals. And we, which is the recipe. One team scores more than the other. They win. Who's a, wor- who's a worse player between Xhaka and uh, Matic? <laughs> I would trust Matic more. I think Xhaka's a better player, but I think I would trust Matic more. Xhaka has the chance to... He'll have potential score an own goal, give away a penalty, get sent off all in five minutes. You know what Matic is to me? Matic is like a well-done steak. He's, when, he, when he first came, he had promise. He's been overcooked. He's been overkilled. He's been killed twice. And every time I watch him play, I just look at him and I'm like, just just throw it in the bin and get another one. I think that's the, that could be a potential title for this episode. Matic is like a well-done steak. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> likes... Uh, well, you know what? I thought uh, I'd bring back the similes. I tend to do them well, especially well, yeah. when I'm angry. So on Arsenal, though, is there anything yeah. you'd assume... Uh, we've both said it'll be a sort of a heavily rotated side against Rochdale. You ho- be Pog- a strong side Pogba against Pogba ho- hopefully back. Martial. Martial should be, be back. Out, so you shoot Daniel James on the right... Oh, on the left, sorry. Martial up front and that right spot was still... Who knows? still just a massive hole. Yeah. Um, yeah you'd, you'd probably say Greenwood if he's fit. Uh, yeah, or whoever born, born you can death. slag him off all you want Jesse Lingard plays well against Arsenal every time without fail yeah, no, if there's does, anything he does it's yeah. play well against Arsenal yeah hopefully he does and then just straight out full time tune on to Arsenal fan TV I'm telling you and I, I know I'm his biggest fan but Martial comes back different side his quality and you'll see that oh, now I especially think, when I think he's not only there. to that not, not in terms of what he brings in terms of position he takes up I think just the word used there, quality. He's a better footballer than what's currently out there. Yeah, no and doubt. you got to play better if you have better football. His hold-up play has been pretty good. Um, don't know who I... Who, maybe it was Statman Dave. Not too sure. But I saw positions that Martial had occupied 
in the lead up to his first Chelsea goal, uh, in the lead up to his Wolves goal, just the positions he takes, he gives himself an opportunity to score. That Wolves finish, that's world class centre forward play. It's a, it, it, it really it, is. It's the difference when you compare, and look, Martial's not the best centre forward in the world, no, far, far from it. Not at all. But you compare that type of, those type of attributes to Rashford, you think, yeah, that's why Martial's the better striker. I think Martial just has a better instinct for yeah, it. Yeah, that's not a criticism and you know what? Rashford. Rashford had it when he first came. You know, like, um, it was on off the sport. But, but that, that was, that, 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 that was everything combined into one. That was the youthful exuberance. It was a, a bit of fairy tale, which sort of... But he put happened. himself in good yeah. positions. And what Ian Wright said, I can agree with. And you know this, playing football, you get an instinct for things, right? Like a, a defensive midfielder gets an instinct for where the ball's going to be. Strikers get an instinct for where to be when the ball's going to come into the box. Rashford started well, and you know what? He kept it going for a good six-month period there, or three or four-month period. But because he started getting played out wide for the last three years, you wonder, has that affected his, his development? So you'd like to think that with Greenwood, that hopefully we do play more instinctively, because you talk about someone who eats, breathes, and shits goals, that's Greenwood. In the youth levels, his goals is better than his game. So I'd like to see us have a long-term strategy where we're playing him through the middle to make sure he keeps that instinct. Yeah, no, hard to disagree. And I He'll think score against Arsenal, I'm calling it. Greenwood? Or Greenwood. Lingard? Greenwood and Lingard, 2-0. Martial, 3-0. Matter, 4-0. Okay, we'll, we'll cut it there before we get stupid. Um, Are we so beating we'll... Arsenal? Seriously. Yeah, there's something about Arsenal. As bad as we are, as bad as form we might be in, there's something about us. I don't think they've beaten us. We're all. winning that game. Yeah, I think we're beating them. Um, High scoring. Well, yeah, I think we're definitely not keeping a clean sheet. You know what this game has the vibe of? Do you remember um, Rashford's first yeah. Premier League game? Yeah, no, it's got a similar vibe. It's a case of where you think, as bad as it is, but even when we went into that game with all those kids, I was thinking, well, we'll beat Arsenal today. So, it was the under-23s and Herrera. Yeah. So we'll definitely be discussing that on the day next week on that Tuesday morning Sydney time so we'll discuss that hot off the press on Tuesday night so thank you again for listening hopefully it wasn't too depressing this podcast in terms of the shit United bring to the table but we can only eat what's been served to us well done steak and United well done tough steak Matic and um, hopefully for a better result next week Okay, on the motorbike just going past, it's been a good time to wrap up, so thank you for listening. And Tom, always a pleasure, mate. Always. All right, see you next week.